You're listening to You've Got This, Q&A number 64. I'm Katie Linder, host of You've Got This. Each week, I post a Q&A episode to answer questions related to surviving and thriving in an academic life. You can email, tweet, or comment in the show notes to ask a question that could be featured on the show. Now, on to today's question. On this week's Q&A, I'm responding to a question that I received on Twitter um, from Nicola, who asks about the pros and cons of making international connections. And this was in response to one of my earlier episodes about conference networking. Um, She also says, ultimately answering the question, as a PhD student, should I be making international connections? So I thought I would tackle this a little bit today because I actually think it's a really good question um, to be thinking ahead about. And often I think, um, especially as graduate students, we aren't necessarily thinking about international relationships. And I guess that probably depends a little bit on discipline. Um, But I know it was certainly not something I was thinking about. I was just trying to kind of stay afloat in the very small world that I was swimming in at the time. So um, I think this is a really good question. And I guess my general answer to this is that the academic world that we live in is incredibly small. And technology makes that world even smaller. And we have the potential of connecting with people all over the world. And depending on how niche your field is, um, it may be that the people who are really working in the area that you find interesting do not live near you. And I think that it is um, kind of silly, actually, to think that the people who would be kind of best to collaborate with are in our home countries. Um, It seems kind of obvious that it may be that we want to expand our network to people around the world. Now, my kind of most um, recent experience with international collaboration has been the journal that I work on, um, which is the International Journal for Academic Development. And we have an uh, international editorial team. And so I have regular um, meetings with that team throughout the year and have had a chance to meet people from all over the world who are on that editorial team and also to be reading the scholarship of people from all over the world. And one of the things that I have found and probably too late in my career, is that there are other countries that are pretty far ahead of where the U.S. is in terms of their developments, um, particularly in terms of things like faculty development, which is the area that I work in and that I'm kind of most familiar with in terms of the literature. And so I think that sometimes, you know, we don't go far enough afield in terms of looking at the literature, exploring different ideas, seeing the different kinds of people that we might want to work with. So the short answer to the question is yes, I think you should definitely be considering international collaborations and even just reaching out to people internationally to connect. And this is something I've also had the chance to do with my other podcast, um, Research in Action, because we interview people from all over the world. And uh, on a couple of occasions, and I'll link to these in the show notes, we've had people talk about um, the idea of working on Fulbrights. And this is another good reason, I think, to really shore up those international connections and collaborations is because if you ever decide that you want to do some kind of extended stay in another country or you want to try to do a Fulbright application, oftentimes those applications um, require that you have established relationships in the country that you want to be engaging in. And so it's really important to have those collaborations already in place. 
I guess, you know, the farther along I get in my career, the more I understand the importance of relationships and collaborations and networking. And I, I've said before, you know, as someone who's introverted, that's not necessarily great news <laughs> because it's harder for me to do those kinds of um, relationship building. And it, it takes a lot of intentionality and purposefulness for me when I'm at conferences and um trying to just reach out to people. But I think that there are little ways to do this and to start with those international collaborations. So let me give you a few ideas if you're kind of thinking this might be something you want to pursue. The first thing I think um, is to try to seek out journals in your field that are international journals. And um, this is something that I think sometimes we get into a little bit of a rut in terms of what we're reading and the scholarship that we're looking at. Or for whatever reason, we might just think that that other scholarship from other countries is not as relevant to us. And I think that by seeking out journals in your field that are international, you get just a better and a wider scope of what's going on in the world of your field. And I think that based on that, let's say you find an article that you think is really interesting, shoot the author an email and say, you know, hey, I I really liked your article um, and talk a little bit about the connections that you saw between maybe their context and your context and see if you can set up a Skype meeting. I mean, it is amazing how small the world is with the technology tools that we have and our ability to connect with people. The other thing that I find um, really helpful and useful is to read blogs of academics from all over the world. And you can find these blogs from people in your discipline, or you can just um, look at them in a more general way. And I think of blogs like The Thesis Whisperer, which comes out of Australia, um, Inger Muburn's blog. And it has perspectives from all over the world. It has a really international readership. And um, she often posts guest posts of people from all over the world. So places like that, and again, reaching out if you see a post that you like, just letting someone know. This isn't necessarily furthering necessarily a collaboration, but it is reaching out and letting people know that you heard what they said, you found it interesting, and you want to form some kind of connection. Now, I also think that these international relationships can be broached very easily on social media. So it may be that you want to start following people who are giving you a more international perspective on your field or on the world more generally. Um, And you can seek that out on places like Twitter, where it's pretty obvious where people are located from things like their bios. But you can also start looking around on sites like LinkedIn and searching in your field to see if you can have some connections that are a little bit more international. Now, this question on Twitter was more specifically about collaborations. And so I think that um, I want to dive into that just briefly. And that is to say that I think that whenever you collaborate, one of the biggest um, opportunities that you have is to have more diverse perspectives and that two brains are better than one and three brains can be better than two. And when you have an international collaboration, I think that diverse perspective gets broadened even further sometimes because you have someone coming from a totally different part of the world who has different life experience, um, sometimes different um, policy context and you know other kinds of things that might really impact how they're seeing the particular thing that you're working on. So I think that um, having those collaborations can really broaden your understanding of your field. It can broaden your um, reach in your field because you may be publishing in a more international way and you might become known more um, from the international community of your field. So um, I think that you can hear that I'm pretty much a cheerleader (laughs) for most forms of collaboration. 
And I think that international is no different. So I hope this gives you a few different ideas for how you might start thinking about international relationship building. Um, I'm sure there are so many more, and I would love to hear in um, the comments for this episode, or feel free to tweet at YGT underscore podcast or at Katie double underscore Linder to tell me more about your ideas. Thanks so much for checking in with this week's YGT Q&A. I'm Katie Linder, and I'll be back next week answering another question. Show notes and transcripts for each episode of You've Got This can be found at YGT for You've Got This podcast.com. That's YGTpodcast.com. To comment on today's show, suggest a topic for me to discuss, or ask a question that could be featured in a future episode, connect with me on Twitter at Katie double underscore Linder or at YGT underscore podcast. You can also connect with me by emailing feedback at YGTpodcast.com. In addition to You've Got This, you can also hear from me each week on the Research in Action podcast and the Anatomy of a Book podcast, available in iTunes, and via the Academic Creative Weekly Email Newsletter. Subscribe to this newsletter at katielinder.work to receive an essay focused on topics like productivity, resilience, and creativity delivered directly to your inbox each week. If you want to learn more about my work and projects, visit my website, katielinder.work. Thanks for listening.